what's up, my dude? <laughs> oh, what's up, dude? <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of the Incredible Fantasy Football Podcast. I am joined by 2016 champion, <laughs> former Where Doth Bucky Reside. <laughs> it's, you know him, you love him, Keaton Rush. What's up? How we doing? Doing pretty good. Let's rock this thing. Yeah. Where doth Bucky reside? I forgot about that. Where um, doth Bucky reside? I, I went back into the league history and made sure I got the team name right. <laughs> what a great year. Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Frank Gore. Oh. Wow. Oh. Those names really take you back. Take you <laughs> way back into the fantasy greatness that they once were. And you know what? It's still hard to pass on those names when you're when you're seeing them in the 11th, 12th round. Sure. You, what what could what they used to be, what could they be again? <laughs> <laughs> I still I'm kind of convinced Le'Veon might might play for the Ravens. Decently. Oh, yeah, he got, he's um, rumored to get minutes next week. AFC North, you know? At least him against the Steelers. I'd I'd take that action. Right. Maybe on some DFS type stuff. That's funky. You love love to see it. Also, would like to give a quick shout out to uh, Bucky, aka is Bucky here? <laughs> uh, Keaton named his fantasy team after a a great man, a mentor to all of us. <laughs> I mean, the Bucky, f- finest physique of any man, <laughs> ideal male figure, I'd say. Some might not like it. But it's true. It is the ideal male figure. It is. Like an extra men's extra small beater. (laughs) (laughs) But ripped. (laughs) He's fast, okay? He can beat you in a race. That's for sure. (laughs) Uh, It's his birthday today, and uh, we'd all just like to remember Bucky. Yeah. Yeah. Finish line's greatest employee. Truly, and also worst employee at the same time. A real enigma. He's the he's the Nick Cage of finish line employees. <laughs> so true. So true. Uh, well, should be fun. Just the two of us. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk about it. Wait, I, before we talk about football, uh-oh. I always like to get in a little tangent. We might have just been on a little tangent there, but mm. I had one more headline written down here. And man, last week I was I was riding the high. I was feeling real happy. I was I was feeling good. <laughs> and over the course of this last weekend, I just lost that luster. The days weren't as bright as last weekend. I, I just, it was weird. And then it ended Sunday just in the penultimate like trio of probably the three least favorite things that could have happened to me on a Sunday. Um. I made a trade in fantasy football right before the game started, and that trade cost me my fantasy matchup. Got got the L in the in the fantasy league. Um, also, my Minnesota Vikings put up a, a valiant effort against a good team, but they still they took that L. So that was two losses. That's a bad Sunday. Yeah, you hate to see it. But then right after the Vikings game um, ended. I uh, I needed to go to the bathroom and I walked around the corner and I knocked on the door once but I didn't think anyone was down in the basement and uh, I opened the door and 
my future brother-in-law had just gotten out of the shower and <laughs> slammed the door in my face. And I took a third L that day. Okay? And now it's Monday. <laughs> what am I supposed to do, Keaton? <laughs> okay, so let's break this down. <laughs> let's break all three of these pieces down. Sure, okay. Would you like to start at the beginning or at the end? Yeah, no, the beginning preferred. Let's talk about your fantasy football trade. Let's let's talk about that one. You know what? Maybe we start at the end. We'll, we'll start at the end. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I'm sorry. You had to go through this. Yeah. Um, no one wants to go through nobody this. Nobody wants to experience that. Um, so was it like a locker room situation where you just kind of like breeze and, and saw or was it like a linger type of deal? Was it a linger? I'm just, I'm trying to get a full scope for the <laughs> What for kind the of scenario. man do you think I am? I'm not sure what. <laughs> it was, you only it knocked was once. You a lot more type could... A than it was type B. Okay. Well, knocking once means you didn't really give a lot of effort. I didn't give my max effort, and that is a regret that I have to live with the rest of my life. Or perhaps you knew there was some mystery in that only one knock. Just type of, <laughs> just running a lot of scenarios out here. I don't think For that... the listeners, I want to give them an, a vivid picture <laughs> as to what you experienced. Sure, sure. No, it was uh, it was none of that. Okay, okay. Well, have you guys talked about it since? No. So, right after <laughs> that happened, uh, I, I, uh, I went upstairs and got my keys and then left <laughs> within two minutes so there wasn't even a goodbye not with him we were we were at the the future in-laws house I say goodbye to mom and dad but this is a tough situation because you're I mean you're gonna have to see this guy again <laughs> yeah soon what's your plan of attack there I think it has to be the tried and true pretend like it never happened <laughs> never speak of it ever again sort of thing well you and me are an, an avid office fan you know the episode where jim walks into the kids bathroom and the guys using the bathroom you, mm-hmm. you've seen that episode oh yeah and they didn't bring it up <laughs> you don't have to now see they didn't bring it up and then it got brought up oh and then just shit kind of fell apart at that point sure you know if if i were to just repress it now and it came up later it, it could really throw the, the future into mm-hmm. a twirl. Yeah. Well, bad things come in threes. So okay. at least you're I'm, like silver lining. I'm you, purified. Yeah. You know? It's Sunday's only... done. I, I, I slept a night in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. It's a new day. I came out refreshed. Yeah. A pure man. Yeah. My three L's are gone. Well, and you also woke up to a Venmo uh, request. Oh, finally. Thank you, Keaton. Thank you for reminding me. Um... I do a really good job of trying to collect league dues uh, for fantasy football every year. Run two leagues. I just need guys to send me the money. It's easier now than ever before. You just do a Venmo request and everyone pays their dues. Mm-hmm. I got a I got a notification this morning that Keaton finally paid mm-hmm. his twenty dollar league dues today, about five weeks after it was requested. Uh, the only longer request that's ever sat in my inbox was uh, an Airbnb request from one of my best friends in the entire world, Evan. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Evan. I let him not pay the request for eight months, and then I canceled it. Uh, whereas with you and fantasy football, you paid it in five weeks. That's not too bad. Yeah. 
Well, you know, I like to keep the suspense going, right? Like, is yeah. this guy in? Is he out? Yeah, right. Because everyone else, no, they paid within one day. And right. then there's a, yours sitting for five weeks. Well, at so. least I paid our heavier league fee dues right away. So, That's true. So that lets you know I was, was, I was, was somewhat down good payment. for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but, you know, the way my checking and savings works, it's it's a whole thing. <laughs> Bought a house, you know, it was a whole situation. Right, yeah. yeah. I actually have another league I have not paid my dues for, just to make you feel better. <laughs> yeah, you got to space them out. And it's know? more, that's really intentional now at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing it in spite of people asking me about it. Yeah, it's uh, one of the favorite... Um, people to deal with as league commissioner is those, that person who holds on to that money last because it keeps it interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. You're not sure if you're ever going to get it or not. I mean, what a what a surprise it would be if I just didn't pay and then just didn't join the league again. I, it has literally happened once before to me. and Wasn't it Bucky? I think it was Bucky. Oh, wow. all right. Well, not our story. Come, the whole tangent <laughs> comes back full circle. And it comes back to Bucky. <laughs> all... Begins and ends with Buck. Yep. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, you had so you had two other um, losses this past weekend. Let's, yeah. I mean, I don't want to rip the bandaid back off, but um, what do you think, Vikings? You want to talk a little, Jonathan Taylor? Oh yeah. Let's talk my fantasy loss. Let's let's bring it around fantasy football. Um, I guess. Yeah. Right. Right before uh, this week started. Sunday morning, 11.30, kickoffs at noon. I trade Jonathan Taylor and Mike, uh, the wide receiver for Indy, Michael, Michael Pittman. Pittman. So the two Colts, Jonathan Taylor Michael Pittman for Adam Thielen, you know, Minnesota wow. guy, super consistent. He's got 20, 14, 14 this year. Can't, can't go wrong with a, a solid locked-in wide receiver, too, every week. Yeah. Sneaky athletic. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor been struggling. You know, I, I went for the trade. I lost my matchup by five points. Um, I had Nick Chubb. My opponent had Kareem Hunt. I watched every single play of the Vikings versus the Browns. Oof, that was twice as hard of a game to watch. Sorry, let me just pause here. So your losses were basically tied together. I mean, they yes, were... Yes, they were tied You together. watched your fantasy loss happen, then the Vikings lost, and then you creepily hung around. <laughs> you, oh, wait, no, that's not it. Sorry. <laughs> in, in and out immediately. Okay, all right. So you, a couple seconds. <laughs> a half times. You winked, and then... Okay, got it. Okay, let's get back to here. So who initiated the trade? Um... I initiated a trade earlier in the week. Um, Jamal Williams and Michael Pittman for Thielen. Wow. I, sh- I shot low. I figured there was a bargaining. He shot back with an offer. He didn't accept. Interesting. Shot back with uh, Jonathan Taylor, um, Michael Pittman, Jamal Williams for Adam Thielen and uh, Robert Tunyon. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I don't want Tunyon. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. trash. So I I just said, you know what? I'm I'm willing to do straight up the top back and you know a number four receiver to get a top wide receiver. I said I'll take the consistency. Adams I think is going to be more consistent than Jonathan Taylor all year. I went for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he got six points. Jonathan Taylor got nineteen. Lost by five. Yeah, that's tough. Well, here's a really big challenge for you is 
And obviously, you you trade rape Tyler last year into getting Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> so that let's address that first of all. You lose him if you if you're un. Um, Immoral on the front end, you're gonna get immoral on the back. End, <laughs> sure, right? so, what, what comes around is all around. Yeah, and you know that from your interaction with the brother-in-law. So, if we're looking at it that way, Jonathan Taylor carried a fourth-round tag in our keeper league. Yeah, so it's a third it's next value. year, mm-hmm. which is still could be great value. Be great value. Um, that's just that's just not a good fantasy move. I mean, <laughs> for me, yeah. What if Taylor puts up a two and a half point performance? Hmm. Uh, Neheim Hines gets fifty or sixty percent of the touches, and he continues to underperform because that's a trash team that's not going to win a lot of football games this year. That segues. Let's 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 move off of us, right? Let's yeah. let's segue because that actually plays really well into another abusive trade that we saw in our league. Mm-hmm. Damian Harris straight up for Debo Samuel. <laughs> So I'd like to really quick go on a tangent about how Garrett Duncan continuously escapes the 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 police. He's a liar and a thief. And a thief. He's <laughs> stealing championships from us lowly people. Yeah. Us one timers. We just wanna we just wanna win. Yeah. One time. Maybe twice. Yeah. A every second or third years. time. Yeah. Keep it interesting. Let me win every every once in a while. Yeah. This guy is just the rich get just a one percenter oh, in our yeah. league. A truly, true one percenter. Yep, he's off vacationing in New York, luxurious New York, Manhattan probably. Have fun eating at the Gucci store. Yeah, Garrett. Yeah, go eat your lobster thermidor and be a one percenter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought that that uh, played really well because that trade was... Uh, I was a little surprised to see it, personally. I mean, Debo went off. I have him on my outstanding performances of the week, 32 points. One Monster. pass play was crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, 70, what, like 79 yards. We had a Trey Lance appearance, which was nuts. Yeah. Um, but still, the dude is a tight end that runs a 4-4. He's a tight end, a wide receiver, and a running back mixed together. And they're literally just trying to give him the ball. Every play. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Garrett. It's I I didn't think that it was it was right after week two. Um Debo had a monster week one with no Ayuk. Had a decent week two, um, with Ayuk also showing up. And Damien Harris had two steady weeks at running back. There's similar draft values. Damien Harris a little higher. If someone needed a running back and someone needed a wide receiver, it was, it was their RB4 for their wide receiver four. So okay. I think that's why the trade went through. Right now, Damian Harris, back-to-back stankers. Um, well, that Tampa Bay one is tough. I mean, that's obviously the, the you know the piece of their defense. So they do very sure. well. We expected that. But I think going forward, um, you know, on, on kind of my worst performance of the week, Ayuk is just not demanding enough targets. And we actually had a conversation about this earlier in the week. I was talking about a different league, mm-hmm. right? Waddle, Ayuk, who do you who did we play this week? And, you know, thankfully I played Waddle, who scored twice as many points as Ayuk <laughs> oh, wow. with four. <laughs> but still, I mean, Ayuk just is not getting targets. He doesn't get consistent playing time on the field. He's wasting time being a punt returner, which drives me crazy. Oh. 
I I don't know what to make of the 49ers offense yet again. His his snap counts high though, I for Ayuk. Sure. So he theoretically like it, it's not a complete sell on Ayuk in fantasy, like the potential's still there. I don't know if if Trey Lance takes over if three weapons can be supported by a rookie quarterback who likes to run. Mm. So yeah, I mean Ayuk's not a guy that I sell a lot for like I would have one or two weeks ago. But if you have Ayuk, I'd hold him and, and hope. Or maybe ship him off for a Damian Harris type running back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, that fits, um, I guess, the other, you know, who I, maybe the trade makes sense now. Miles Gaskin, who. I am struggling to figure out what the hell's going on in Miami. And I'm They're kicking, so bad. kicking myself over the conversation we had preseason trade that I had on the table. Yep. That I passed on. Yep. I don't even want to say it out loud, but I passed on it. I I would have maybe passed on it too. I was pretty high on, on Gaskin, but So the trade I'll say it. The trade offer was Gaskin and Kittle for Kelsey, which obviously Kelsey is a dude like he is yep. consistent tight end one receiver one but still I was high on Kittle Kittle has been a monster mm-hmm. and they're just giving those targets to Debo mm-hmm. just like we're giving championships to Gary <laughs> and Gaskin just cannot get on the field I can't do and get touches anything in that offense their line is not good they are on a backup quarterback their offensive play calling is trash. I, I don't think that Gaskin is worthy of a roster spot anymore. Whoa. <laughs> if I had him on my team, I would do anything I could. I'd sell him for a kicker. <laughs> Get any ounce of value out of that man. Really quick, speaking of kickers, I drafted Bucker thinking... Oh, automatic. The, the, yeah. The, the Chiefs, Chiefs are, score all Chiefs the points. score every drive. Mm-hmm. False. They do score every drive, but it's all touchdowns. Yeah, only extra had, points. He had six extra points this week. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what to do with that. No. <laughs> You've got a safe floor. <laughs> safe floor of five points every single week. <laughs> yeah. Because they're going to score. Um, yeah, I, I'm really not sure what to do with Gaskin. I Obviously, Brissett is is an okay, serviceable quarterback. He's not going to win you a bunch of games, not going to lose you a bunch of games. Yeah. I just don't get it. Malcolm Brown is not that. Malcolm Brown is not a dude. He's a touchdown vulture, if anything. <laughs> That's a, he's a classic touchdown vulture. Yeah, yeah. Classic, like, pass-blocking touchdown vulture yeah. type back and they're, they're talking about giving him more carries <laughs> all the analysts are talking about him getting more carries it's not it's it's a nightmare <laughs> um i don't want to go too deep into into the worst case i do want to talk about some good performances yeah yeah hit me with some good ones a couple okay. names drop them i first of all tyreek i mean beast it, i'm not surprised by it right he's one of the few players that could go for literally could go for 30 plus every single week that's why you draft him where you do that's why you draft him yep um but holy shit! I mean, <laughs> it's monster. Patrick Mahomes goes for five. That's my guy. Kelsey is in my bad performance of the week, but mm-hmm. Tyreek legitimately just tore the Eagles apart. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Mahomes had passing yards to anyone else. 
<laughs> I think Meekle had 50. Okay. <laughs> Kelsey only had 40. I mean, Tyreek, if you had him this week, that's a dude. No. I, try, I tried to trade for Tyreek this week. You did. I, I didn't get it. What was the offer? It was Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman or Jonathan Taylor and Devonta Smith. Mm. And, I mean, there, there was value to be seen there, I thought, but. I mean, in a if we had more keepers in our league, I think sure. there's a little bit more. I, I mean, he he shut it down immediately. Of course, it's Tyreek. It's Tyreek. You, you got to hold Tyreek. Uh, he again, one of the few players that can go for forty and can get you a solid floor of of ten to twelve, no matter what. Um, you brought Devonte Smith, same game. Mm-hmm. Eagles offense. I am as an Eagles fan. So confused and perplexed <laughs> as to what Nick Sirianni is doing. Uh, I know that Jalen Hurts, he flushed it down the toilet and he moved on to the next week. He did. You damn right. <laughs> <laughs> he showed up in the yellow suit. That was a mistake. That was his first mistake. And then he lost to the Cowboys. Second mistake. And then he said, "Flush, take a deuce and flush down the toilet." Yeah. He re- totally redeemed himself. Yeah, mistakes. <laughs> Um, he had just been taking a deuce for a long time. Yes, flush yes. it all away. It's a new man. So, as an Eagles fan, I know we'll talk. We'll spend some time talking about Vikings. First of all, we they don't know how to run the ball. Miles Sanders is the biggest waste of talent right now in the league at that position. Did he get like four touches or six? He had touches? seven touches for fourteen yards, which you know, seems like it might be on Miles Sanders in that case, but understand they had four replacements on the offensive line and they're running him on first down. The clear running downs, they're telling you they're going to run. They bring out their tight ends and then he gets stopped. And he's a dude who can get like an 8 or 12 yard run every other time. Like he's got that potential to like burst out, get big plays. Against the Cowboys, he had two carries for (laughs) 27 yards. Exactly. And like you six are... catches for like fifty yards. Any know. running back averaging thirteen and a half yards a carry is probably going to yeah. the Hall of Fame. I mean, <laughs> if we're to be honest. Yeah, I'd take that. Yeah, I'd take that. Uh, but Devontae, I'm just best receiver in the class. In my, I mean, I'm a bit of a homer. <laughs> high, don't get me wrong. High praise. Is he? Is he better than Jalen Rager? I don't. That's uncalled for. That's okay. so uncalled. For. Sorry, I'm trying not to do any blows like that. So, do you know that the Eagles, if they would have drafted properly, would have had DK Metcalf and Je- Justin Jefferson? Like those are the two receivers they passed on. Yeah. In rounds that they took receivers. Yeah. We'll just let that soak in. There. That wasn't dead air. That was just me hey, processing my feelings. You guys have kind of missed on receiver for a few years now, so hopefully you got one. I think Rager they they see Rager they see Rager as Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Um Tyreek is only Tyreek. Yeah, every team wants the next Tyreek Hill, but there's Correct. only Tyreek Hill. Right. And you know the Raiders tried it with Rugs. They they're trying to create that with him. Um sure. I'm trying to, there's a there's a few other guys that are out there. Obviously like the Ravens have Marquise Brown. They kind of see him in that in that sure. way. Um but anyways, Devontae Smith, I'm just the dude is a football player. And he will. I, I just see Stefan Diggs over and over again, over and over again. Wow. I, I love Diggsy. Like, I'll step off my soapbox now. No, I have Devonta Smith on my team, so it's like very soothing for you to tell me about how good <laughs> my team is going to be. 
I mean, is he? Does he have keeper value at a fourth rounder next oh. year? Well, that's a pretty big ceiling to hit. Like, you got to be a top eight wide receiver to be worthy of kept as a fourth rounder. Uh, yeah, I mean, does he have that kind of upside potentially? Maybe. Wow. I think the quarterback situation needs to figure itself out because Jalen Hurts. I start you in my, my league. I start you in two leagues. He's in great in fantasy. League. He is a wonderful fantasy quarterback, especially in the fourth quarter. Because <laughs> he really gets my heart racing through three when he only has 11 points and then drops a quick 22. It's fine. Yeah. Totally okay. Yeah, he's back in your good graces. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I, got, I mean, I got a couple others that were on top of my mind. I don't know if you had any. Players? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just gonna like give some quick snippets on like maybe a couple more big ones. Please. We, you know, Cordero popped off. He's he's kind of balling. Uh, Scary Terry had another monster week, um, and then like for running backs, Saquon, James Robinson, Zeke, David Montgomery, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, it sounds like David Montgomery probably tore his ACL, and he's out for the year. That's news to me oh, right now. Breaking news. As a Montgomery owner in two leagues, that's breaking news. 24 hours after it happened. I'm not very up to date on that, I guess. No. I mean, he he had been off to a really hot start. Might open some opportunities up for the Bears. Um, we're seeing some more consistency from our these top-rated backs that we drafted, but I feel like running backs are still... Not very good this year. It's been a little shaky. There's been a yeah. lot of under-delivering. Really only Derrick Henry has returned his value. Yeah. Well, it's tough, right? It, and again, you're going for, <clears throat> with running backs, you're consistently looking for that 14, 15-point floor. Consistency, right? that's, yeah, that's the you're floor. You're looking for 70 yards and a touchdown, and you're doing okay with your league. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Running backs have been slightly down. Those that don't catch very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're seeing guys come back. I mean, James Robinson was a, was out-carried by Carlos Hyde week one. Yep. Tied carries week two. And people mm-hmm. were saying... Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Yeah. Like, talking about not even worth a roster spot type mm-hmm. conversation. And then he has two back-to-back 20-point weeks. Which also led to me feeling confident to trade Jonathan Taylor for Adam Thielen. Hmm. But I digress. <laughs> so, I I mean, I'm curious. What do you think? Um, you know, we'll go Saquon, obviously, two bad weeks, two good weeks. Uh, Zeke, two bad weeks, two good weeks. He has Tony Pollard. Um, Montgomery, we'll see what happens. I think James Robinson, right in that same boat of being a starter, touchdown guy. Mm-hmm. Who do you think has the highest ceiling for the rest of the year? Out of those, let's call it three, because we'll, sure. we'll take Montgomery out. Yep. Those three, who do you think's got the? Who do you think's going to hit the floor? I think the highest ceiling, um, obviously, is Saquon, because we saw him be an RB one before. I mean, Zeke has too, but not to Saquon's level. And if Saquon gets the volume that he got on Sunday, um. You know that he's got the ability to break any play loose, which kind of makes him more valuable than a Zeke type. 
So if you're getting Saquon 25 touches a game through the ground or air, he's going to break at least two of them for a 30 or 70-yard bust. Um, but I don't know if he's got the safest floor either because he Saquon can put up some duds, and that team's not very good still. <laughs> um, so, yeah, safest floor maybe Zeke, and James Robinson is just a tier below them, but a very steady option, you think. I mean, I, I'm personally I'm in the camp of James Robinson having the, the safest floor. Exactly, yeah, very consistent. Um, rookie quarterback, I think um, Urban Meyer has pulled his head out of his ass like this is not Ohio State. You don't just show up and win games. Yeah, well, now his head's looking at a different ass. <laughs> That's a different story. I don't know you heard about that. I did not hear about that. Oh, it, it was headlines over the weekend. Okay, I'm... Please educate me. Uh, Urban was videoed on TikTok uh, having a young 20-something woman grinding on him at his bar in Ohio. Okay. And he he was getting a little handsy. And that was trending on Twitter and TikTok, I think. Okay, maybe stick to football. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Ups and downs. Ups and downs, I guess. Okay, that's how they got those recruits there. Got it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, you know, it's getting back to football. At least. Sure. He is, he's realizing rookie quarterbacks, regardless of your status, um, you can't do it all as a rookie. It's just how it goes. Run the dang, run the football. And DJ Chart going out, I know it's on your injury list, yep. which is tough to see. He's going to be um, out a long time. Out a long time. I, Marvin Jones is already an overpaid old receiver as is. Now Marvin Jones has got a pretty safe floor the rest of the season. <clears throat> Marvin Jones has started out hot, and he had one bad game this week. But now with DJ Chark out for six to the rest of the season in weeks, um, I think Marvin Jones is solid. I think Visca Chenault really skyrocketed. Maybe that usage will continue. And then James Robinson. I don't think that they have a fourth option on that team. They traded for uh, tight end Dan Arnold. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to start stealing targets, but I've been meaning to ask you about that. I don't. What do you, I? Dan Arnold's been one of those guys. Like people have said, he might be okay, mm-hmm. and then he just consistently disappoints. Exactly. <laughs> but you don't see tight ends getting traded very frequently. No, like, they traded last year's first round corner for him. Correct. So maybe they see something. Love this tight end, <laughs> but maybe they just wanted to get rid of that guy. So yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see about that. Well, yeah. So I'm big on on Robinson's floor. I mean, you were in two leagues together. I'm as deep into. The like a believer into the Saquon pool as you can possibly get. Yeah, a little too deep, I think. I, you know, he just shows that again. He's so ta- like uber talented. He can catch the ball. He can run the routes. He can do everything. He breaks the big plays. That's the other again. One of those guys that could be a forty point type of guy. The New York Giants offense is the only thing that's holding him back. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's Jason Garrett. <laughs> Him, it's Joe Judge. Like I'm, I'm not sold on him. I just, I just don't think they have it figured out. And they continuously make Saquon look bad. Like they make him look like he's not an athlete, mm-hmm. which is crazy to do. Have you seen his quads? They're it's insane. <laughs> They're the size of both my legs and my arms. Two Bucky's. <laughs> yeah, but it's like all of Bucky's mass consolidated into one quad 
just, muscle. Just pure muscle. Yes. Just <laughs> sheer <laughs> force. <laughs> just two buckies. <laughs> pushed together. Pushed together into one life. Yeah. Wow. That's yes. the dream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that and some light forces and you'll be good yeah. to go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think there's a couple other guys out there. I'm, I'm curious to think you're, uh, if you've got thoughts on worst performances. I'm... Yeah, I mean, there was a lot. Some some of the ones we've talked about, we can talk a little bit more. Miles Gaskin and Brandon Ayuk underperformed. Kelsey, we talked about underperformed. And then C.D. Lamb, DeAndre Swift, Tyler Lockett. These are all guys that you start with, conf- well, confidence, maybe not those first two, Gaskin or Ayuk. But I don't know, man. I, I would say Gaskin's more of a drop potential or get what you can get for him. And Ayuk is a is a you hold, but the other the other four you think bounce back. Maybe let's talk about Tyler Lockett. He had two massive games and then two shortcomings mm-hmm. that that's what we saw last year from him. Yeah. I mean he is a boomer bust guy, always has been. But then somehow ends up with a very decent stat line of the year. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which makes it not look boomer bust. You have to look at the games. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, the the scary part for me as a as a Russell Wilson truther last year mm-hmm. in fantasy, Russell Wilson has problems in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. If Tyler Lockett can't figure it out when Russell's at his best, it only gets worse from here. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> so that's probably my – I think he's probably got the lowest floor. Also, DK, I mean, every week shows you why he was drafted as high as he was. <laughs> he's he- – his like yards per catch is like so consistent. Like he gets multiple like sixteen yard catches, and then a, a potential big one. Yeah, yeah. But like, well, and you he's see, a how, dude. and you see how teams are guarding him. I mean, the Vikings were that was a good example. Yeah, I mean, they're giving him eleven yards of a cushion, and he's just catching nine yard hooks. Yeah, and then he's so strong that he pushes ahead for fourteen. Yeah, it's crazy, and that's and then he runs a double move eventually, and and has this this the top end speed to to get over the top. Yeah, and that potential there is is fun to see, like every play. Yeah, I I mean I he's a, a guy who you know last year I had I had him Hopkins, and it was like a tough you know I was I could I could just throw him out there and we were good, and now you look at it, it's like man DK has I'm not gonna say Tyreek potential but. He's showing this route tree development and like this overall catching. I mean, Lockett's stock just continues to drop. He's showing like a like a early, early AJ Green sort of top five fantasy receiver with some big blow up weeks. Yeah, yeah, big like three touchdown type weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mixed in with just the normal twelve or fourteen. And, and don't get me wrong, Pete Carroll still finds a way to like out coach himself sometimes. He's a beast at it. <laughs> He's incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lockett's probably the, the lowest floor in that bucket. DeAndre Swift, I wasn't high on him at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. I'm not high on the Lions in general, even uh-huh. though I think they're frisky in a couple games. I just think Jamal Williams is a better overall running back for what that team needs. Wow, so you think they'll cut back on DeAndre Swift usage? I think they'll just stick with a closer to a 60-40 split, like mm-hmm. Swift's way. But 60 percent isn't even RB two. I mean, he he started out hot. He showed 
that he can have multiple 20-point weeks. So, like, I you can't give up on him. Oh, not giving up on him. Sorry. I just, I, again, my stock on him personally is a little bit low. I think I would say the average person's still pretty high on him. Mm. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, no, like, that's where trade values are created. <laughs> so true, Zach. You don't value DeAndre Swift as much as I do. True. So you would be inclined to trade DeAndre Swift to me if you Ayuk. could get a good player. Ayuk for Swift. That's a good trade. <laughs> that's a terrible trade. <laughs> oh. Um, C.D. Lamb, I think um, you mentioned him. Yep. I don't know, but I mean, he's going to be fine. He is going to be fine. I, I don't think anyone needs to panic about him at all. He's still somehow the most consistent receiver on that team. Like, if Cooper didn't catch a touchdown, he would have had another bad back-to-back bad weeks. I think CD is going to be that guy that, you know, in his worst weeks might get you eight, but usually a floor of, like, 12, and then yeah. he's got that pop-off two-touchdown potential. So, I think their offense just isn't that um... – it's not like um, the Texans were with DeAndre Hopkins where it's like, that's the guy we're going to throw it to. Yeah. that Their offense just isn't built that way. Right. But for some reason, he catches a ball every single drive. Like, that's the type of vibe you get from CD. Mm-hmm. And Carolina's defense might actually be legit. Mm-hmm. Matt Rule might actually know how to coach. Sam Darnold. They're is the best running dual threat quarterback in the league. Best dual threat quarterback. <laughs> Everyone knows Sam Darnold for his yeah. dual threat abilities. Yeah. Um, very good at throwing interceptions as well. Um, yep. Keep that. He kept that alive from the New York. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's ingrained in him. <laughs> um, but that you know that's how dual threat quarterbacks are. So true. So true. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the Panthers are they they were three zero. It's a tough matchup, and the the Cowboys still won handily because they've got a strong running game, and their defense is figuring it out. I mean, it kills me to say it. Obviously, as an Eagles fan, it's tough to be objective with the uh, with the Cowboys. But Trayvon Diggs looks like a lights out corner. Yeah, absolute steal from the second round last year. Yeah, Micah Parsons is he's, he's balling, and you know as a potential form- defensive rookie of the year. Seriously. As a former linebacker, like I watched his very first game against the Buccaneers, and he looked lost. I mean, but the game comes at you so fast. Yeah. And they just said, we're just going to instead let you use your raw ability and mm-hmm. just rush the passer, and he is phenomenal. And unleashed. Yeah. Yeah. That first game was really funny to watch because he literally looked lost, like with his hands up in his air, like, where do I go, right or left? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was comical. And, and it you know, you'd get worried that, that the whole, like, year off thing was going to impact him and things of that nature. And he just now has, yeah, come on strong. Also, mm-hmm. Jalen Smith looks good. Like, you know, he's probably still overpaid, but looks solid. He's overpaid. He's a little slow. I don't know. I'm not a huge Jalen believer anymore. But yeah, he's still playable. Yeah, still, yeah, definitely. Oh, well, you want to talk a little Vikings? I mean, I, I've taken my fair share of Eagles time. Sure, I know this yeah. isn't an Eagles podcast as much as people may want it to be. Yeah, we got a lot of a lot of cacars out there, <laughs> but um, the Vikes had another home underdog matchup against the Cleveland Browns this week, and. They came out 
and scored a touchdown on their opening drive, seven and a half minute drive, just sliced and diced them. You watch that and you say, "Oh, that team's gonna win this game. There's no way they're gonna lose 38 to seven." And the Vikes didn't lose this one, 38 to seven, but they lost it 14 to seven, and they looked terrible the rest of the game after the first drive. There's nothing good to say. I, I got a text from from Tyler, who's in in Kuwait. Um, so they are uh, eleven hours ahead of us, or something around the nine hours ahead of us. Or okay, so. yeah. Um, so when he started watching the game at noon, it's you know almost bedtime there. So yeah. he uh, watched the first drive, oh, no. saw Kirk go seven for seven, went to bed a happy man. <laughs> man, I wish that could have been me. And the quote was, <laughs> "I woke up." <laughs> Saw the score and chose violence. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but you could have had 12 more hours. You could have had one more night of sleep where you still felt good. You know? They could have had one final good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. He didn't get that. He didn't. Or he, he did. Well, he, he did get it. I didn't get yeah. that. Yeah. But then, no, the, the feelings of, of waking up with rage. Yeah. It's either that or just, like, sadness. I mean, on a, on a positive note, they didn't give up seven sacks to Miles Garrett, so that was that's a silver lining, right? I think he had at least eighteen forced tackles some, somehow. You know, he was in the backfield on every single play. Um, I I don't love our offensive line. Um, I know our first round pick Darisa got to play on special teams offensive line. <laughs> Got some some serious in game reps, uh, so but maybe he'll step in at left tackle. But yeah, our line's been pretty shaky so mm-hmm. far this year. And when they're not good, like they weren't on Sunday, Kirk Cousins isn't going to be good, and the Vikings aren't going to be good, even if their defense is starting to turn things around. Yeah, and I think people forget Alexander Madison. As much as he may look like Dalvin Cook, he is not Dalvin. Cook. Oh, it was so apparent when. Right away, Dalvin's first play, he busts it for six or eight yards, and you're like, yep, uh, there's no way Madison would have made that last dash and got the extra three yards and potential to break the play. Madison yeah. just – and he, he, yeah, when Madison would get touches, he would get tackled, and you're like, oh, Cook was just out there. He could have made that play just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It, I mean – I just don't understand the Vikings uh, in general. And I know you guys feel this, but you know, on the occasion where the Eagles game might be blocked out on Sunday ticket for whatever reason, I can't watch it on my phone or something. I'll watch the Vikings, sure. Yeah. Give Justin Jefferson the ball every single time. <laughs> he, he was like that the CD Lamb comment that we made, like you you get him the ball 14 yards down the field he immediately he's going to get like four more or just break it off for another touchdown yeah he's so quick he gets separation he's got pretty good hands long arms i mean the dude's a playmaker you should pass it to jefferson on 80% of the plays and Thielen's wide open on the other 20% yeah you don't need to pass it to anyone else Dalvin cooks their best Rusher, just there's only three players that should get 98% of the touches on his offense, but Justin Jefferson is king right now. I, I, I totally agree. 
Uh, everything he does is very impressive, and obviously as an Eagles fan, I <laughs> dread every catch. I mean, literally every the the, the the during the Seahawks game, I watched him, and I was just in pain the whole time. Yeah, I was choosing violence at that time. <laughs> it's like uh, Steph Curry syndrome for Timberwolves fans. Yes. Yeah. Yes, very, very real. Yeah. Not not quite as... Not quite to that level. Yeah. <laughs> but like rookie year, breakout, yeah. what we could have had. Yes, correct. I get. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't want to compare, and this is going to sound bad, but I don't want to compare the Vikings to the Chiefs, but the Chiefs, you know Tyreek's going to get the ball. You know you know Travis Kelsey's going to get the ball, right? Like, yeah, I mean, there's know. no questions asked. They're occasionally going to hand it off. But those two will touch the ball. Yeah, those two are getting every play that, that they can. But for some some reason, somehow, the game is schemed so that they are open no matter what. Yeah. The Vikings, I mean, I've always said this. Zimmer, I have always believed, has been the problem for that team. Sure. Um, the defense is not strong enough. Right. Um, they've always been, like, a upper middle class when it comes to defense. Um, and then the offense has always been kind of a since what Brett Favre like it's been kind of t- tough sledding but <laughs> yeah. now like just give Justin Jefferson the ball scheme it up so he gets the ball 14 times a game yeah that that's what we need is 14 targets plus to Jefferson you know you have Adam Thielen is the safety blanket you you know he's going to be open on a seven yard slant he's going to catch any contested catch that he can and you can get him, you know, safe looks in the red zone too. He's the safe guy, but and like that's where all the targets should go. I there are teams can scheme it if the players win the one on one battles. It doesn't matter what the defense calls. Right. Like, do you have faith in your guys to beat them? Why not get it to them more? And we'll see, Kirk. <coughs> proved the the truthers. That you know, Kirk is still Kirk. I think. I just <laughs> Kirk Truthers, Garrett and and Braden still holding on to that. Mm. So I, I'm I'm in welcome company here, where I get to just run rampant Please. with my my evil thoughts. Go off. <laughs> Kirk, just if he doesn't have time, he's afraid. And there was multiple times where. The bliss was coming. Everyone could see the bliss was coming. And he knows he's going to get hit in one and a half seconds. And instead of taking a shot, he just tries to duck and run and take the sack. And, and it's like he's scared. Once he's running scared out there, he doesn't take his shots. He doesn't take his time and roll out and, and make big plays happen. He panics, and the offense stalls out because we get one yard on first and ten and an incomplete pass, and then it's third and long, and he's scared. Mm. And that's not a, a guy that can win you four straight games against the best teams in the league. Wow. So, that's my, my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to start another paragraph. or I feel like you had more in the tank, but we'll keep it summarized. Yeah, no, it was just... You know, one of my monologues I've been working on. Yeah, you've <laughs> been drafted up for yeah. weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I, you know, Kirk, even the NFC East, watching him for the football team, Redskins. Back shout out, shout out to the, the team, yeah, the football the, team. The team. <laughs> um, he's just always been that middle-of-the-road guy, and I think you hit the nail on the head. He does play scared. 
And it shows, I mean, you don't need to be the most mobile quarterback in the world. Uh, Tom Brady doesn't move. Nope. Um, don't get me wrong, his offensive line is great. Tom Brady doesn't move, though. Um, even you saw, like, Mac Jones yesterday doesn't move. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, although he can run and makes a lot of amazing plays, wants to sit back there if he can. Truly. Um, Kirk has no dynamic to his game out once he gets a snap. I mean, like, there's, like... <laughs> I've always said this, and I said this last time I was on here. He'd be the greatest flag football quarterback of all time. <laughs> Absolutely. He'd be unbelievable. Yeah. But you throw just a couple grains of rice at him, and he is intimidated, and he just loses all confidence. Yeah. Why didn't they trade up and get Justin Fields? I'm just. Vikings fans, I think most of us are not. Close to the majority wanted Fields at 14 or a trade-up to 11 to get him. And to see him go to the Bears kind of sucks. Uh, he had, I mean, he had a okay game at best, but the team dominated, so things are looking up there. But the Vikings, they don't, they, they, they took a shot on third-rounder Kellen Moore, who had potential first-round ability, according to some scouts and thought that they could develop him into the next Dak Prescott. But if he's learning from Kirk, I don't think that he's he's going <laughs> to develop all the skills it takes to be the next Dak Prescott. And so there's reason to believe that the Vikings will be looking for a high-drafted quarterback or a, a trade or a, another free agent. Like, Kirk isn't... He's a $45 million cap hit next year. And if you can trade him somehow and pay that salary, but you're done with him, you don't have to pay him anymore. Yeah, could happen. Hmm. I'd love to see some NBA type trades in this scenario where um, you have to give up goods to get rid of a player, (laughs) which is common, you know. Yeah, I mean, the Texans did it with uh, Brett Osweiler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they got a second-round pick to take on his $18 million contract. Yep, yep. Um, so stuff like that, I mean, I would, I would, I, it would have to be, right? Yeah. Which, but first-rounders in the NFL are just basically untouchable unless you're getting a, a superstar. Right. Kirk can't be more than worth more than a fifth in reality. <laughs> Whoa. Fourth? With that, that contract? I, no, I think going into the year... There was talk fair value would be a first-rounder for Kirk. And I think after this year, because you don't have him on contract for two years, you only have him for one year, I think his value goes down to, like, a second. A team that thinks they could win a championship, like Indianapolis signed Phillip Rivers. It could be, you know, a team trades for Kirk Cousins Mm -hmm. because they think they've got a good enough team around to win. A second-rounder for your starting quarterback who won't lose you games... I guess what I would price him out at, and I think maybe more of the market is higher. I know you're probably lower. Well, I think that I've actually just brought it up. I think the Texans would be a great the Texans to take him on if they're oh, getting and get a pick back. Sure, and I think if you're the Vikings, you have to consider that because you have to be close to rebuild mode at this point, right? I mean, looking at the roster, how it's built, you have to. You know, really consider is this team going to win a Super Bowl or even make it to the 
playoffs, I mean, realistically, right? The, the Vikes this year? Correct. Uh, thankfully, we have the Detroit Lions next week. It's our third straight home game. The Lions are totally trash. <laughs> you win this game 95 times out of 100. I mean, I'm probably going to get tickets and go to see this game because I need a win. Okay, I've taken three L's, Keaton. <laughs> this is what I need. Uh, we face the Lions. I'll, I'm going to probably be there, and we're going to crush them, and then people will feel great about the Vikings, and the playoffs will be back in the on the picture. We could easily be 3-1 and one at this point, or 4-0 and oh if things really shook our way. We're not, and that's the way the, the NFL goes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what makes the sport so great. The yeah. every game matters. If you lose one, that could be it. Why you missed the playoffs? And I don't know. If we win, I'm gonna feel great. But then we got another <laughs> tough game or tough schedule ahead of us. The Vikes don't have an easy schedule this year. Yeah, I said it earlier. I think like ten and seven was after week one. We dropped to like a ten and seven, maybe eleven and six, and now we're down to like that nine and eight, ten and seven sort of range. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if that gets in. I mean, it'll be so interesting with the, with obviously how things change and the, uh, you know, with the seventeen games and mm-hmm. ten and six was almost guaranteed to have at least a wild card spot last year. Or yeah, the years pre- previous. Um, so we'll see. I, I mean, I don't mean to be negative about the Vikings. I, for you guys' sake, I would love to see them figure it out. Sure. But it's also so brings me so much joy to watch the emotional roller coaster you all ride on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just Which, typical. Understand for me, right? I, I mean, I have my Super Bowl shirt upstairs. I can always defer back to that emotional state. That's a for champions are forever. So I just ride on that wave. Yeah, and that's all we've ever wanted for even just any sport, okay? We love the Vikings, but at this point, we'll settle for any sport. There was, and there, there is, I mean, years in my life, including these, where I take pride in the Minnesota Lynx championship that I saw we win game five. And I said, we, we have a pro sports championship in my lifetime. woo and And I'm proud of that, but... <clears throat> We also want to see one of the four major men's sports win a championship in this mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. And it's just tough. And we, we we believe in the Vikings the most every year out of any of those teams. For sure. And that's all we want. It's mm-hmm. just one. Yeah. Yeah, quick Timberwolves talk. Uh, I have zero faith for them this year. Oh. Right, and that's talking Timberwolves. Okay. I mean, you're... I, I can't say anything because you're an Eagles fan, so you think, oh, maybe this guy's a Sixers fan. No, no, he lives not, in Minnesota. Oh, so so he's he's got to be a I am also, Timberwolves fan, then, I right? I am a Timberwolves fan. I am a Timberwolves. I'm a Lakers fan. Don't. But he's I, a Lakers fan. I am a Lakers fan. I've been I've been a Kobe guy since the day you met me. That's I know. Not this has never been a question. I know. Um, but I do support the Timberwolves. I have I have interest in the Timberwolves. And they, they've got interest going into this year like they do the last eight years. But this year will be different. Yeah, it will be. 
for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is a fantasy football podcast. Yeah, but, but we got to come back after the football season, and we'll wrap it up. We'll do some off-season episodes about the basketball, me and Keaton. Oh, I'm down. You know that. how it goes. All right. Um, all right, what do we got next, Zach? What are we What are we talking? Are we talking our, our fantasy league here? Should we do a quick recap? Yeah, quick little recap. We've got Monday Night Football on, as always. Um, all of the, <clears throat> the matchups are basically decided in the league. Um, but Keaton and Garrett are in a neck-and-neck battle going into Monday night. Keaton, you were up uh, 33 points. Um, yeah, 33.3 points to Garrett going into the night. But he's got Austin Eckler and Mike Williams. I see the Chargers are up 7-0. Do you know how they got that touchdown? Uh, yes, it was uh, not to either. Not to either. Oh, wow. So now Garrett's... Probably in an unfavorable position. Well, we were talking about Mike Williams before the show, not to get too back into it, but is this the year that he actually lives up to his hype? Which, it's so funny. Is it the year? I, I I would be I would be pressed to say he's had the most fab budget spent on him <laughs> out of any player over the last four years for sure yeah no doubt um, he's a consistent like spend twenty five to thirty five dollars on yeah it, at multiple points in the year yeah you know some guy will add him week three because he had a, a eighteen point performance he puts on three straight four games gets dropped and another person buys him for another fifteen fab two weeks later. Mm-hmm. He's been doing that for four years, and now he's like the wide receiver two in the league. It's tough. It's 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 hard. It's hard to consider him a, a consistent guy, but he looks so good. When you watch the replays, you watch the highlights, he looks so unbelievable. Like he's he catches all the fades, he catches the deep ball, he catches the short routes, he catches contested. Speaking of Garrett and his player, Uh-oh. uh we've got Garrett on the line here. Garrett, welcome to the podcast. What's up, man? Uh, you're live here. We're actually trying to wrap things up here. We're just getting our last thoughts on this week's matchup. Um, and, yeah, we're talking with Keaton. You're, you've got two players going. There we go. Keaton, I'm coming for you, man. Donald Parham Jr. Oh, Garrett, <laughs> you, you know what big believers in a po- in this podcast we are of Donald Parham. This is, this is the dynasty squad right here, Zach. Yeah, no, nah, th- this is a guy we talked up, Garrett, okay? You can't be surprised. <laughs> but uh, you're, you're not projected to win right now anymore, Garrett. Um, are you Are you nervous yet? This is perfect. This is where you want you're to be. Still, yeah. You're still down 30 points, and uh, the no, first quarter's almost done. Your team's going to be just fine? Keaton, man, Saquon, though. I, hey, I was big on Saquon at the beginning of the year. Zach called me called me out for being too deep in the Saquon pool. I think everyone he, did. He showed up. He's showing up. He is showing up. Hey, yo, Zach and all right, and and now the podcast has gone officially off the rails. <laughs> you guys, I just had a lot of pizza, and I've never been more pumped to talk about football in my life. 
All right. Well, we, we've got uh, just a little bit of time left. Braden, <laughs> Not you're... Not much, uh, but I love the sport, let me tell you. That's, uh, that's all I need to say. I don't have to talk a lot about football, but I'm pumped to talk about it. I'm just saying football is a great sport, and I love the fantasy uh, the fantasy phenomenon that it is. So wow, I love that passionate stance. Yeah. Hey, Braden. Braden, we're gonna need to work on that. Th- we're gonna need to work on that throwing motion, though. That was a little suspect during the uh, <laughs> the old punishment. <laughs> hey, I thought he did fine. It might it, it might have been the best performance, better than the Mitch's, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it, it didn't take much to be better than Mitch's performance. I mean. In Braden's defense, she did just eat a full box combo. Yeah, full box combo of canes into that. Yeah. That's a tough ask of anybody. Man, that's not, that's not an easy job. Um, all right, well... Thanks for hopping on the pod, guys. It was uh, nice of you to fill in here. Yep, wanted to come in right at the end. <laughs> it's a classic move. I did think I was calling 30 minutes late, to be honest. <laughs> no, you're you're right on time to close us on out of here, Garrett. Well, there we go. Good job, boys. Thanks for filling in. You got Love it. Love you, Keto. Thanks for holding Love it you. down, you guys. While Love we have, you. While yeah. drunk out here in New York. All right. <laughs> and, that, and that is how it goes. All right. Uh, later, dudes. <laughs> <laughs>